Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new Alice Kennedy, keep on my son. Brat, 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 coming down for ya. Damn it. Mind you, I can even walk I'm not a really normal person. I'm a piano. Follow me. Follow me. Okay. Um, apologies for the late start this evening. Um, myself and Andy were playing some multiplayer, which you'll be able to watch tomorrow night on the stream. Um, gears of Wednesdays. And uh, yeah, we'll just start the show. So how have you been, Andy? All good? I've been good, yeah. I can. You can tell on... Andy's uh, frozen. No, I'm not frozen. You can tell on the, um, on the Gears stream... That I was getting fed up with me playing games. <laughs> so I'm hopeful we'll get Ali audio properly um, from when we start doing Gears 4 onwards. That would be good. Did I, did I freeze? Did I come back? You would like to think so. Yeah. Ali's You're still quite like, choppy for some reason, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm fine on mine. I can hear you perfectly. And like, I, I'm no fine on the, on the thing here. Yeah, but on me, your video is freezing. You, that sounds like a you problem. The um, so yeah. Since last week, Ali has become obsessed with the stock market. He's now he's now a stock insider, <laughs> Wall Street expert man, investing in all the stocks. No gaming <laughs> stocks. Why don't you buy game stock? You should buy EA stock. No. EA's got to be low right now. It's not. Like I don't have big monies to invest anyway, so. CD Projekt Red, there's my tip. Again, no. That's not a tip, that's just ridiculous. Oh, it's a blue light. Uh, here we go. So yeah, let's just start the show. So um, this is 42 Level 1. I'm one of your hosts, Alsa Kennedy. Here with me is always the Twilight Princess of the YouTube himself. Mr. Andy York. We started the show two minutes ago. Where were you? <laughs> I know, but I, di- I didn't do Mincho. I didn't do Mincho. Because you were too busy. I think this is lagging. I have no idea. Give me a second. I don't know what he's doing. He is frozen with a strange eye that looks like this. But yeah, I'm sure he'll come back in a minute. But yeah, um, you should know, be I'm back there. Right. Yeah, you're back. You're back. I can't see you, but there you, go, there you are. Audio's delayed again. Why is this so delayed again? I mean, is that, I hear you perfectly. Like, do you hear me right now? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, you don't. No, you don't. You answered. You answered like ten seconds after. Oh well. I this is ridiculous. 
I answered straight away. I'm connected via Ethernet. Answered straight away. This is, you did when you heard it eventually. Yeah. When you said it, yeah, yeah. But that was it getting through to your ears. Because, like, I'm speaking just now and you are just looking vacant. So, I think what it is, is it's coming through... My answer's coming back through to you delayed for some reason. Because I'm I'm hearing you perfectly. What's he doing? I mean, I can connect, I can reconnect if you want. Well, I'll shut the window. Yeah, like, I don't think that's going to make much difference. This is really annoying. What's he doing? Right, hopefully that's it. Hopefully. Well, it's not because, like, I just I said that like, thirty seconds ago. Anyway, start the show, Andy. You've been playing. Well, I've been playing um, some stuff. <laughs> I've been playing some games, and um, so on. Mon- on Monday, I did my Bloodborne stream. Did uh, Did you watch my my video of Bloodborne yet, Ali? Um, not yet. No. So. Uh, on Monday, I managed to make quite good progress. Like the last few weeks, I hadn't really made any progress because I hadn't, like, I'd managed to find the boss, but hadn't actually managed to beat the boss because I, sh- like, the first week I was just trying to deal with that hunter, which was nothing really in terms of the game overall. And um, the second week, I was trying to go for Vicar Amelia, and I found Vicar Amelia right at the end of my stream that week. Um, and then I had to go do a bunch of leveling. So this week I was going for beating Vicarabilia. And I thought that would take me most of the stream. But I did that in the side the first five minutes of my on my stream. So I was like, oh shit, like let's go. So everything from then on was, was new to me, which was really cool. Because um, obviously I'd explored around that area a lot before, so I knew where everything was. And um, so it was really cool to like explore a new area of Bloodborne that I'd never seen before. Because like, I don't know anything about the game beyond that point at all. Um, so yeah, it was really cool doing that. So I, I beat that boss, um, unlocked another couple of lanterns, and then got through to the Witches of Henwick, which I, I thought I was going to beat them first try <laughs> because I got, like, there's a health bar comes up, and I, like, got the health bar all the way down, and, like, it, then it went away, and I'm like, all right, cool, I beat it. And then a second witch popped up, and I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Like, I didn't beat them. <laughs> so, and then the second witch r- revived the first witch, and then they managed to kill me, so... Yeah, that was real fun doing that. Um, I really enjoyed uh, exploring that like for the first time on on stream, which obviously the stuff that I've been doing before I hadn't really. It's not really new to me, so it was cool to to get to see that on the stream. Um, and yeah, I look forward to doing more of that next week. I'll probably go and level up a bit off stream still, because um, the leveling up isn't that fun to watch particularly. I don't think. I don't know what you feel about about watching it. Oh no, I like it because your commentary makes the whole thing. No, but I mean the leveling up because the leveling up, like, I don't really have much commentary for it because, I mean, what can you say? Like, I'm going here, I'm going to kill this guy, and then I'm going to go here and kill this guy because I'm just farming blood. Yeah, probably. Like. Yeah. So it's not that I don't think that's that interesting to watch people do that, but it is interesting to watch people try and like, figure out like how to kill the boss or like how to work your way back around like different places and stuff and uh, and watch it all kind of like fold back in itself because that's the coolest thing about about Bloodborne I think is the way that like the game's like okay go this way and then you'll come across like a gate and it's like locked by a device and then you can see the device like on the other side and then eventually you work your way around and get back round to that and then like pull a handle and it opens it and that opens up your shortcut and then the next time you don't need to go all the way around you can just go straight through which like like I say probably one of the coolest things about Bloodborne 
Um, Ali's dropped out there for a second, so he, I guess he'll come back in a minute. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so yeah, played good chunk of good chunk of Bloodborne. Um, that was just a, just an hour or so on the stream on Monday, um, and then through the week I did some leveling. So I leveled up, I think, six times between last week and this week playing. So, uh, so I found that boss okay this time, and it didn't manage to wreck me anywhere near as easily as it did in the first couple t- uh, tries. Back, Ali? I think so. Can you hear me just now? Yep. Cool. That was only a slight delay. I have no idea what's going on with this. It's connected via Ethernet, and um, I can hear you perfectly fine, but it's as if it's a delay getting to you. And I don't know if it's a StreamYard thing, because my actual internet speed's fine, so... Yeah, I'm guessing... I, I waited a second there. That was a deliberate pause. Um, because I was having a drink. The... Uh, I'm guessing it's a streamyard issue with uh, like the audio coming through to me, and then getting back to you somehow. Because like Manton, it's fast as well, so I don't know what it is. Could be because there's bad snow up here. Snow makes it take longer to get to you. Yeah, there's snow here too. Um. So yeah, play play Bloodborne. Um. And there's one game we're going to round table, so I'll leave that to to speak about last. Uh. I did, however, go back and play some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So that game is beautiful. Like after playing Bloodborne uh, on on Monday um, and like doing some leveling and stuff, I wanted to like play something else before I was doing the Bloodborne stream. So I went and did. So I went and played some Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and like that game going from Bloodborne to Valhalla is insane <laughs> like how much better it looks like the 4k the 60 frames per second like oh my word it looks incredible um and i realized like i've got it on performance mode which i don't typically do but like it makes a huge difference like to the way the game looks like it's unreal um what what mode did you play valhalla in? no are you, am I delayed to you? What mode did you play Valhalla in? Hello? Can you hear me? Um, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I can hear you, but I'm trying to fix my computer, so I don't know. I don't know what mode. Truth. Um, <clears throat> like performance or quality? And he's gone. Just <laughs> just so rude. Um, but yeah, I'm play- like I say, I'm playing in performance mode. I need to try it in quality mode as well, just to see what the difference is. I'm guessing it'll be... I'm guessing it'll be um, like 30 frames per second rather than 60, which might make a difference because, like I say, I noticed a huge difference going from the 30 on Bloodborne to 60 on Valhalla, so we'll, we'll see how, how that works out. Um, but yeah, Valhalla, uh, I put maybe, I think, like 8 or 9 hours into it, and now up to like 12, um, so I put 3 or 4 hours on this week, um, just trying to progress the story on, and like... It looks beautiful, and like most of the gameplay is good. Like I'm not a huge fan of the combat. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is, but like it doesn't feel as good to me as what Odyssey felt. And I think it's the abilities. Yeah, I think it's the abilities because the abilities seemed. Although bear in mind, like Odyssey, I was leveled up and like I had tons of ability uses and stuff, but the abilities don't seem to generate as quickly. So, and. In Odyssey, and, and it probably works the same way in, in Valhalla, like you would generate um, ability points to use in, in a fight, 
by just fight by just going and fighting people, dodging and getting hits in and stuff like that. And in Valhalla, that seems to generate very slowly. And then see when you when you get enough points to use your ability, I'm only getting one. And again, I'm early on in the game, so like that's going to build up. But it's really annoying because I'm like, oh, look, I just unlocked this cool ability. Like I want to use it, and then I get to use it, and I'm like, okay, right, I'd love to use the other one that I unlocked as well. And then I don't. Um, or like I might not in some fights I might not even build up enough ability points to use an ability before the end of the fight. So, and I don't get to use it. So that's quite irritating to me. Um, and I never felt that in, in Odyssey, but maybe it's just because of the way you unlock the abilities in, in this one. So like in in Odyssey you had to like kind of level up the abilities. You got ability points and you stacked into those. Um, but in this game you actually find the abilities like in sort of homes are, are later in the world and it, as you get kind of close to them it will come up as like gold map marker anytime there's a gold map marker I'm like oh I need to investigate that because it could be like a wealth thing or it could be a tome or it could be something else um, but it's always something that's good and useful to me to progress in so I always don't get it so I think I've got like six abilities already and I've only got one ability bar so the ability bar takes ages to fill and even it's fucking tiny um, yeah so I only get to use one if, if at all in a, in a fight but yeah so that's been it's been good though getting back to Assassin's Creed because I hadn't played it at all yet this year um, I'd been focusing on doing Yakuza which I, I want to wait and talk to Ali about because I know he's made more progress with it this week and I, I've actually finished it now um, so it prompted me to jump back into into Valhalla um, but anyways so yeah I did play that and I also played some uh, Donut County which was on Game Pass, um, and this is a strange little game where you play as a whole, and basically you need to make your hole bigger by eating things, and then you need to eat everything in the whole level. It kind of reminds me of like Katamari Damacy type thing, where you need to go around and scoop up everything in the whole level, or like even even more so like Tales from Space, um, Mutant Blobs Attack, that one on the, on the Vita back in the day. Um, those those type of games where you're like just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. By eating things essentially, and that's sort of what this game is like. You're a hole, and your hole gets bigger as you eat things, and you can kind of manipulate your hole a little bit and make it go on fire and stuff. But it's like the the puzzle kind of element of it is quite fun. It's not particularly hard, um, but I, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed like the sort of weak quirks and stuff that happened in the uh, in the level. So like, there's one level where you uh, you can set your your big hole on fire and. And then you can tip corn into it, and when the corn goes into it, like it creates popcorn, like stuff like that, and it fires it back out, which is quite cool. So I like that, um, but I didn't like the story for that at all. Like Ali really seemed to like the story, and I thought it was fucking terrible. Like I skipped so much of the dialogue because it was boring as fuck, and I just wanted to get back to the puzzles because the puzzles are really good and um, real strong puzzle game, but just with absolutely nonsensical, pointless story in between it, and uh, like. Ali's going to talk in a little bit about uh, a game he's been playing with uh, some n- nonsense story that he does not like. Um, but yeah, like that type of game, I don't think it needs a story. Like, just give me a level menu and just let me go through it. Don't need anything else. Um, and if I could skip the entire dialogue, that would be more fun to me. But like, the dialogue seems to take ages to go through it. I do like the design of the game and whatnot. It's cute and colourful and, and uh, it's well done. So yeah, been be enjoying that one. 
uh, aside from that, like I, I have downloaded the PlayStation Plus games for today, although I have not played them yet because uh, there was new Plus games came out today. So you got Control Ultimate Edition. You also got. Uh, uh, you also got um, what's the other one? Uh, Concrete Genie, which is PS4 and um, Concrete uh, Control. Sorry, is PS4 and PS5 version. Um, and you need to be careful for which one you download because I downloaded first of all Control Ultimate Edition PS4 version because it doesn't. It's not very clear on the store which one you're downloading, especially because I had it on my phone. Um, and then I did also download. Oh, he's muted. Um, I did also download the Destruction All Stars, which just came out today. However, we've not played that yet, and uh, me and Ali are actually going to stream it in about an hour, um, which is going to be our, our kind of first impressions of it. Like I'll be streaming it on the Forty Two Twitch channel, and Ali's going to stream it on the L Three to Sprint YouTube channel. So we'll get to see that now. Yes. Bit. Yeah. Um, the only other, the two other games that I played are ones that you played as well. So I want to kind of like roundtable them a bit with you. And get get your thoughts on them because I know you played a lot of at least one of these games. I can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I had to just reset my router. Okay, is it is it like all leveled up now? It's it looks like it, but the weird thing was like everything in my end looked good. I don't know what it was, no idea. But um, yeah, we're going to be playing Destruction All Stars as an extra bonus. Um, stream for you guys about half past ten. So about an hour's time, like Andy said. Um, I had a quick go of it earlier. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. But uh, this week, this month, I would say is the best plus I've ever seen, Andy. All three games are mm. desirable. And it sucks for people that pre-ordered Control to get this version because it's yep. launch day. Um, but then again, these people are known to screw folk over because they did it to me and several others who'd bought like the Control Complete Edition or whatever it was mm. with the DLC. And it was even worse for me because was it not like a day or three, like a week maximum before it that I bought Control and the yep. DLC. And then they yep. said, okay, see in two weeks, we're doing an Ultimate Edition that's £10 cheaper than what you've just paid, which was £40 in the sale. And uh, yeah, you can't get a free upgrade. But if you buy the Ultimate Edition that's £10 cheaper, um, yeah, you'll get a free upgrade, which is a bullshit way to do it because yep. um, they turned the switch on by accident, remember? And people could download mm. the other version. So it's not a case of it's not possible as they made out. It's that they want more money, but like the, the other the only problem that I've found with it is that like for me personally, because I already played through the game, I didn't buy the DLC or the of the like for it. So um, when the ultimate edition coming to plus, I'm like that's cool. Like I probably wasn't going to buy the game because um, obviously I already played it. I might have picked up in a sale down the line or something. But coming to plus day one, I'm like yes, that's cool. I'll jump in. I'll play the DLC. One issue with that is that the your save doesn't carry over in any way whatsoever. So like, you have, yeah, but this is true for multiple games, and it's not just Control. This oh, happened yeah. to me with Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Five Definitive Edition. When I bought that, it, it overwrote my game file for um, the Phantom Pain, and there's no way of getting it back. Yeah. The only way, because I had it digital, the only way of doing it is to. Um, to play PlayStation Now, which has the original version, which um, the only difference is it's got um, Phantom Pain has the other one, Ground Zeroes, added into it. Hmm. And it's just a complete edition. But it was the same thing. The save file didn't swap over, so I'd lost all my progress. And it's like, what the fuck? This, this is, and it's not as bad as that, to be fair. Because it's not an issue yeah. in Xbox, to be fair, like for oh. most games. Oh no! Like like the the PS5 version is that doesn't carry over. Like the PS4 is going to be fine. Right, right. Yakuza Sevens like this is the same. By the way, for anyone watching. Right. Oh, like if you play it on PS4. PS4, the save doesn't carry to PS5, so there must right, be an okay. issue there with the way the save system set up. Mm. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that's a weird one. Um, but yeah, this bugs me because I would have, I would have thought because it's like a like a game of the year edition of a game. Most of those, like The Witcher, does it best, where it's like okay, you can play the full game or you can just jump straight into the DLC if you want. Because this is a game of the yep. year version. You might have already played the old game and the full game originally, and then there's the DLC if you want to try that. Um, and it just give you actually get out that's leveled at that. It's leveled at that point, yeah. Like which is what they should do here because I, I would think this would actually put people off buying this because most people most people that be interested in control on PS5 probably already played it and they might be interested in checking out not you yeah but most people that would right probably already played it on PS4 because um, like it was fucking beautiful on the pro like one of the best looking games if not the best looking game on this on the system. Um, Probably same on the Xbox Series uh, Xbox One X. I would imagine. I would imagine it looks amazing. Um, but most likely they've already oh, it through it, and they, well, all they'd really want to do is like jump in. For most people, jump in, check out the game, be like, "Oh yeah, this looks cool." Right, let me play the DLC. But you can't do that in this game. There's no option in the menu to do it. So you have to play through the entire game again to get yeah, the DLC. Yeah, yeah, that did weird. That that made me confused as well because I would understand it if it was like something like Assassin's Creed Two is a prime example. When you bought the DLC for that, it was chapters that integrated themselves in the game, so it was chapters eleven and twelve out of like fifteen or thirteen. Um, so that was fine because it was like missing parts from playing the game. But when they do DLC that's set after the main game and it's making you finish it in entirety, it's like so. What's your justification for me having to have a save file complete before I can play this? Like. Why couldn't I play it separate? Because it's clearly a separate game because you made it after. So I don't get it. Yeah, they should just give you a jumping in point, like on the menu where it goes like, okay, cool, like on you go, like there's your leveled up character, boofed. This is yep. this is you fine, good to go. And um, yeah, so that bugs the shit out of me because I, I mean I really did like control, but it was quite a long game and like some parts of it were quite tricky and I don't know that I'm in the mood to play through a game that I already played before two years ago that I mm. was not planning on playing this year to beat it again yeah. when I don't but want the to. problem it's is not... because the DLC is quite intriguing because of Alan Wake DLC... and it's not just yeah exactly the DLC looks great and I'm like oh now I've got this real shitty quandary right of like do I go to the PS4 version and just load my save from there because that should work fine and just play like play from there because I didn't complain. Why not? Because that would that would make sense if you did it that way because you can see what the graphics look like in PS5 and go, okay, that's what it looks like and then just finish it. But yeah, but then I'm not playing like... That, that bugs the shit out of me though because then I'm playing a PS4 version of a game that I have a PS5 version of. So that's what the one good thing that? about Xbox. That's There's no such thing as versions. You buy the game and you get the best yeah. version for whatever console you have. I like, like, don't get me wrong, Xbox bugs the shit out of me for something that I'm going to get into in a wee minute. But for PlayStation, they make a lot of things so simple, um, like streaming and stuff. But on the Xbox, buying games is simpler. And I think they've worked hard on this because obviously PlayStation... Gave them the whole burn of here's how to swap games and PlayStation thing. So Xbox replied this generation went, here's how to buy the best version for your console of Xbox. Buy the game and play it on your Xbox. Am I, like, and I think it's shit as well because like every game's different. Like on Xbox, it's yeah. so simple. Like every game basically works the same way. And like on PlayStation, you're getting the best like, version. Ah. Yeah. Some, some, not even the best version of stuff, but like all this shit with like save files and stuff. Like some games it'll carry over, some games it won't. Some games you get free upgrades, mm. some games you have to pay for. Oh yeah. Every week, <laughs> it's like it's the guest star of the show every week, and he's dog. Oh. Um, but yeah, like that really bugs the shit out of me. Like, and and I wish it worked like Xbox for that. 
Like, it's so fucking annoying. I mean, Xbox, the save files work across generations. Do you know what I mean? You load up a 360 game, boom, there's your save file. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, and that's the way it should be. That's fine. And, like, obviously, like, I downloaded every single one of my PS4 saves onto my PS5 just so I had them. So I don't have to... Because f- even, even with that, like, I would have had to go and fuck about and find the control save file in there, go download it, pull it in, like, all, do all that nonsense. Um, so, like, the fact that I'm having to keep every single one of my PS4 you know, saves you know what they should have done? silly. They should have done what Spider-Man did. They did it the best. Like Spider-Man Remastered, do you want your save file? Go into the old game, yeah. you push a button to upload it, it says save uploaded, you open up Remastered, it goes download, you download your save and there you are, boom, ready to go. Yeah, That's then I just, then I, yeah, then I could have put my save into control on PS4 and then just yeah. punted it over to the PS5 version and I would have been totally happy. But you cannot do that in this game, so I need to play it all again if I want to experience that DLC or, or play, play the a, PS4. Or play a reduced version of it on my next-gen console. It was still a little good. <laughs> like, you still get, like, you still get, yo, I said, fine, you still get the PS4 version, though, Andy, to be fair. You I mean, will still yeah, get the PS4 But it will not look the way it should, <laughs> which is annoying as shit. Yeah, yeah that's fine. science Spy. Science Pie um, in the building. Um, so yeah, like I'm happy to play Control finally, and I'm glad I didn't pay any more for it because, um, like I said, when I bought it on the Xbox uh, last year, I think it was, they announced an ice where it was seven days maximum. I don't even think it was as long as seven days. They just went, boom, here you go, look, Ultimate Edition next week. And I was so annoyed with it that I couldn't even... I couldn't even stop being annoyed with it to settle and play it. Like, that's how bad I was with Control. And I wanted to play this game. Um, I just didn't get it day one because I had enough of my play. And then when it came time for me, like, I'm ready to play Control, they went, yeah, look, £40, you got all the DLC, look at the sale. And then, like I said, literally the week after, they announced, look, Ultimate Edition's out now, and that's the only way to get the next-gen upgrade. So I went, I'm not playing this. It's fucking annoyed me. So I ended up um, just not playing it. And then the PS5 versions came out, and hunky-dory, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's a it's a really good game though. So like, totally recommend uh, playing it. Like, and if you if you've not got a PlayStation Five right now, um, and you have a PlayStation Four or or, like even just an active PS Plus subscription, go tag it to your account and wait to play it on PS Five because I I guarantee it's going to look way better on PS Five. I would also advise. I would also advise PS4 owners because PlayStation done the cool thing that if you don't own a PS5 yet, you can download the games to your profile. So, like, you can build yourself a wee collection. Like, you could already have Bug Snacks, Man Eater, and uh, Destruction All Stars, and Control. That's four PS5 games day one for free if you do, if you got them last yeah. month and this month. So, that's pretty cool. I did, see, to be honest with you, when this generation launched, I thought there's no way that they are um, they're adding PS5. Like decent PS5 games straight away, they can't do it, and we're proven wrong. Okay, bug snacks aside, but like Destruction All Stars and Control, look at them. And Man Eater, to be fair, is a good game as well. But it's like, um, the only bad thing about Man Eater is the haptic feedback or lack of. And, um, but anyway, yes, back to where you were. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any more to say about Control because I don't actually play it aside from booting the game to check that. But uh, yeah, like I say, the only other two games that I played um, are both games on Xbox that you played as well. So. Uh, round table. Table then with you. If I if I get, I've got obviously a list of what I played this week because I did some gaming this week. So if I get to one, just say round table and I'll I'll skip it. Right. So. Um, so I finished the game this week. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, so yeah, I finished a game this weekend. Uh, it was one of your sort of games. It was a story book game, basically a novel game. This was a uh, Tale of Crows, which funnily is one of the only games in recent times that I can remember that I've talked about every week on the show. And from start to finish, I absolutely love this game, Andy. Nice. Um, I got some some of the good endings, and then it had a wee surprise twist, you know, to give you some after game content. So I finished it up um, with my last guy dying on the watch and stuff like that, but that's fine. And uh, at the start of the game, I forgot it kind of sits you down first person in a pub, and it's like, tell me the story of the, the watch. And um, he goes, okay, and he starts telling you, and that's how the tales begin. So, like, I managed to unlock every story. I just didn't get the outcome I wanted for each one, so I made wrong decisions. At the end, it says... It sits you down with someone else and it basically goes, there are stories yet to be discovered and everybody tells their ver- everybody tells a version, a different version of the same story. Like, do you know what I mean? So like that's giving you an excuse to replay it and it's like a couple of like side questy kind of missions added. So it's it's cool that it's opened up bits like that. But I got the credits, credits rolled, so that counts. Um took me a good Don't while, man. Like this <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 not delayed. This is this is this is a game I'm going to go back to um, down the line. But Tale of Crows, Game of Thrones, it's on Apple Arcade at the moment, and as we know by those games, they're always like what six months exclusive or something like that. Hi, Ari again. She's just oh, that's, a f- that's, that's Luna this time. Uh, Luna came in. Hi, Luna. Look, she's like uh, she's not getting all the limelight. Um, so yeah, it, it will be probably on Switch. I could I could see this running on Vita. I could see it. Uh, running on most handhelds, but it's exclusive to Apple Arcade at the moment, which is kind of a sucky way uh, to do it, but it got me to pay for it again for another month, and I chipped away at it. It was pretty good. Um, I played Reverse, or Resident Evil Verse um, beta, which was really fun, even though I expected it not to be. Uh, Basically, in this game, it's kind of a deathmatch situation. The map that I played predominantly on was the Raccoon City Police Department from the second game on a smaller scale. So you've got like a few side rooms. You've got kind of up the stairs, but none of the balconies. So it's giving you a good area. I was just at the top, like, I have the high ground. Um, So the funny thing is, when you die in this game, you become the bioweapons. So if you die without having viruses on you, you just become a bog standard sort of uh, Gruber monster thing. If you manage to collect a few, you become things like Nemesis, Tyrant, Mr. X, um, Jack Baker from Seven. And I got to go Jack once by collecting three, I think it was. And I had these giant scissors of running about killing folk. And uh, it's so much fun. Like, I-, I was just surprised by it because Resident Evil does not need multiplayer. Co op at a push, but not multiplayer. Um, but yeah, surprisingly enjoyable. You get characters, you get um, Chris, Jill. Um, Leon Ada, I think, was in it. I cannot remember the full list. Yeah, yeah, but I can't remember the full list. But uh, the weird thing is that we've all seen Chris's model from Resident Evil 8. Um, they, they used the model from Resident Evil 7, and I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but look it up. They can't decide what they want Chris to look like, but in this, they decided to use the Resident Evil 7 model. It's, it's clearly a separate team that's making this. Yeah, that's. I think it's a bit like Call of Duty, where it's like a different team each one, or Assassin's Creed even does it. Assassin's Creed's a different team each game to give them like a few extra years to develop it. So I think it's separate teams doing it, maybe uh, within Capcom. But hey, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's going to be great anyway. The next think, one. So I think, I think with, with that game, they'll do some kind of like battle yeah. pass or something with it. Yeah, it's not really set up for that. But then again, no. who knows these days? Um, no, I don't, I'm not sure. I would have preferred mercenaries mode. I think that was pretty cool when he used to do that that was a good game um but yeah this is fun it's more fun than the one that they brought out 
oh, I can't remember the name of it for the last ones. It was really not great. Not Umbrella Corpse, but the other one. But um, yeah, this Re Verse is quite cool. Uh, even though, I, like, I've been a Resident Evil ambassador for years, like, but this is the, one of the first beaters I've actually participated in, apart from I think Resi Seven, I think it was. But uh, yeah, it's fun, and you're getting it free. And the way that they're saying you're getting it free with eight, it sounds as if they're going to sell it separate as well. Um, but we'll wait and see. I keep saying um. I noticed that um, 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 um. um I think I know. I think I know the two games that you're talking about that you've played. So uh, I will talk about Hitman Two, next gen version. So I finished Hitman One, as you know, uh, 2016 version, which was awesome. Really loved every level. And Hitman Two was fun up until I got to Mumbai, which it gave you four targets, like a producer, an actor, a yakuza still woman in a train yard, and like a guy that you didn't know what it looked like and. Finding the guy that I didn't know what it looked like was pretty cool because it gave me the suggestion to look inside like the gang's headquarters. There was too many of them, so I went, I'm not doing that. So I kind of snuck about the movie producer's bit because he was shooting a film on the roof. And uh, I ended up finding a photo of what he looked like for some reason on the movie set. And I was like, oh, great. And then I had to go into the slum area and like run up to all these dots. And just a minute, 47, he was, no, that's not him. So I'm standing like in front of all these folk, like a bald guy with a barcode tattoo and a fake janitor's uniform like staring in my face um, and I eventually found him but I just didn't find this level all too fun uh, I like I like um, I like the levels where you can basically run about with a, a fish or like a can of spaghetti and do your killing that way because you can play this game totally serious but when it's a game that you load up and it offers you a clown outfit as you're starting this guy's <laughs> And yeah. your weapon of choice to be a fish, like there's they clearly designed it kind of tongue in cheek at parts as well. So it, I'm having enough fun with it still. I'm only like two levels away from finishing Hitman Two now, I believe, uh, and then I'm on to Hitman Three. So I, I'm slowing down on it a bit, but I think that's because I do this all the time. I went back to Hitman One and I beasted it, finished it pretty fast over the course of three four days, and um, now I'm on Hitman Two, but. I definitely get the feel from this game that they were auditioning almost for the James Bond license uh, because of the location hoppings, such a big difference from the old games. And the voiceover at the start of Diana, who's at headquarters giving you your mission intel, I can hear her saying, listen up 007 and good luck Bond. Then like, use her as the voice actor. Because I reckon IY's Bond game could be out next year because they've got the engine. There's no way they're doing a new engine for Bond. They're using Hitman. Oh, yeah, it's going to be Hitman. It, it's going to be Hitman style gameplay. Like, why why fix something that's not broken? It's going to suit the Bond universe perfectly. So all they need to do is write a decent story, cast the voices, and go on go on with it. Basically, tweak some of the locations. Even like, it's perfect. They've got it set up for them. They even said recently that they're fancy doing a trilogy, and I reckon. With the success of Hitman 3, Bond's going to do pretty well for them because, one, it's the first Bond game in over a generation now because our last Bond game was Bloodstone in the PS3 generation, I think. Um, I, th- I could be wrong. It might have been GoldenEye remake. I can't remember, but uh, Bloodstone was one of the last ones I remember. Um, no, actually, it was 007 Legends. That's what it was. Uh, so I can't wait for... Science Pie doesn't like Bond. He hates Bond. That's fine. Do you know what? Like, I'm not a big fan of James Bond either. Like, since uh, Daniel Craig took over, like, I don't like it. Like, I liked Pierce Brosnan Bond, cool, fine, 
Goldeneye. Loved uh, Goldeneye the game. <laughs> Anything past like then? No, no interest. That's yeah, fine. That's that's opinions are like assholes. Everyone's I, got one. So James Bond's fantastic. <laughs> I do, I do like the idea though of the Hitman guys making a James Bond game because I think that they might make it slightly less hard. What? Well, Hitman's Hitman's easy if you know the mechanics, but the cool thing, the one thing I like is they're not tied to any Bond movie, so they don't have to stick to yeah. a script. They don't have to use Daniel Craig's likeness. They can go off script and make their own Bond adventure, which is when we've had the best Bond games. And don't get me wrong, Bloodstone still used Daniel Craig, but it wasn't tied to like a movie release or rushed or anything. Mm. Like 007 Legends was kind of rushed for Skyfall, I believe it was. I think it was Skyfall. And it, it was horrible. Do you, do you know what would be awesome, right? And this is the way they should make their game. Like They should do their own story, 100%, right? And brand new story, well, blah, 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 all that stuff, They're right? And then they should also have classic assassinations in it as well. So, like, pick out a few, maybe, like, three or four, maybe maybe five, from the from the movies that are, like, classic assassinations from Bond movies and get you what to you reenact classic them. Assassinations? Or, like, when he's killed, like, a bad guy. When he's killed a bad but guy. But Bond doesn't... The thing is with Bond, though, like, is that the movies recently has taken him as an action hero and turned it into an explosion fest, whereas Bond's meant to be a secret agent in and out without anyone knowing. So yeah. I see them going down that route more. The older, um, older ones, yeah. I don't, I don't see them going down the bang, boom, crash. No, 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 because 100% not. That's not their game could, at all. No, and I think Hitman suits it perfectly. And I think this is very close to like that um, big spiel I made on what I would do for a Bond game kind of close, like merging in with a crowd and skiing down the mountain and stuff. Yeah, they absolutely should have classic moments, or at least if they don't, if it's licensed tied to like, because obviously DLC. you get the Bond license, but no, no, not DLC, but do like similar moments to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, that's from such and such. Mm. That would be cool, but don't get tied down in it too much. Make your own story, make a cool game. That's first think, and foremost important. Yeah, I think those should be like totally side content to like their main yeah. game that should be all, all new shit. Yeah, maybe maybe have Bond get captured and it's a torture scene where he has to admit to doing something and it's a flashback of him doing it. They kind of did that in 007 Legends. You kind of replayed through classic bits of the movies and it was it was shit though. So like it might not work. <laughs> they might stay away from that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So Hitman Two Mumbai level wasn't that fun. I done one after it that was in a neighborhood that I did like that. I'm going to be replaying replaying that on L3 to Sprint now that I've had a feel for the level. I had to basically disguise myself. But one of the coolest kills I've ever done. And it's something I could see their sort of bond doing. Like he disguised himself as a gardener, well I did. And then I had to like help with their mole problem. So I had to like fill the mole holes. Right. So I put dynamite down one and then I filled the other things up. Like I put a banana in one and stuff. And he's like, hmm, unconventional, but it worked. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's a fucking apple poking out the ground now. So I'm <laughs> like, um so then they get the old man out, like and this guy must be about 70 or 80, he's on crutches and stuff to look at the holes, and this is my target. So I just walked away and when we went over to the mole hole, I set off the dynamite, boom, boom goes the dynamite, as they say, and that was him away. Um, so I, that was pretty fun. And then I had another guy, <laughs> it was hilarious, the guy at Muffin Stand, and uh, there's a sales uh, guy there who's trying to sell a house to my target, so I had to kill him. But, like, it said, kill the sales guy. Disguise yourself as the muffin guy. So I did. Mm. I disguised myself as the sales guy. But the thing is, he's seen my dead body in the bush from, like, a mile away. And he's like, oh, what's that? And ran around to inspect it. So, like, I threw something behind the lady. And she's like, huh? And when she'd done that, I choked the guy down and then popped up. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent now. I'm no longer selling <laughs> cakes. I quit, I quit this job. And then I walked away. And I showed the guy around the house. And it's so funny, like... 
see when it says like show the guy the house you walk around and hitman goes well hitman actually say it's all tongue-in-cheek because he's like hmm big front room with two easily locatable exits and then he's like (laughs) hmm this place would be easy to clean up any blood spills like because you've obviously got to kill the guy while doing it and then he's like um when you go up the stairs he's like a loft easy to hide in if you want to like all this sort of stuff like giving you hits like kill him now so he had his bodyguard fall on him and it was really annoying me so every time we went down your room i kept shutting the door in his face he kept opening it so what i did was kind of walked up the stairs in front of him like that to hold him back a bit then walked in the room and slammed the door in his face killed him and the guy who came in and looked at him and went, oh, it wasn't me but it was me obviously so, like, <laughs> I had to take them both out. But yeah, it was pretty fun. There's obviously loads of different opportunities and translating that over to Bond will be fantastic. Use of the license, obviously, like a, a, a nice sandbox like that of like, here's what you've got to do. But um, yeah, Hitman, uh, I really like, I really, really like this Hitman. Like obviously I played Absolution, which I hadn't finished before. Um, Hitman won. And it was cool. But uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing touches these games and, I couldn't think of anyone better at the moment for nobody does it better. See what I did there? That's a bond. A bond we a wee bond thing there. Nobody does it half as good as them. So uh, yeah, um Hitman out the road. So I played some of we'll get into Destruction All Stars just now. And like Andy said, if you want to see us playing Destruction All Stars, come back right here in about 40 minutes and we'll be streaming that live. Uh, Andy will be here, I'll be over on <coughs> L3. I had a quick go of it earlier. Oh now there's a. Oh my god! I was, I was, I was wanting this game day one, as you know, from my surprise birthday video from you that I had. Um, I, I pre-ordered Destruction All Stars, and luckily I did cancel it. So, uh, this came out free today. Now there was a lot of people hating in this game, and I'm like, I used to love Destruction Derby one and two, and we've had nothing like it since those games. We haven't. So I was like, brilliant! This this looks fucking great as long as it's Destruction Derby. Do you know what, Andy? It's Destruction Derby. And then they said, you can get out of the car. And I'm like, no, that's not going to fly. And then it showed you the free running and the wall and stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be awful. Do you know what it's like? It's like fucking Titanfall 2 free running. It's that good. Uh, okay, cool. Like, you can pull off cool-ass moves in this, right? So you pick, there's like 30, 40 drivers maybe. Each have got their own car. Um, like a special car and special moves and stuff. So... When you're on foot, you can kick other players, you can jump in a car, and you can use a special move, turn invisible so the other cars can't knock you down and stuff. But the cool thing is, when another car's coming to you, you see an exclamation mark, and you can do a backflip, and if you hit triangle quick enough, jump in the roof, and then it's then it's like a mini game of square or circle, and if you get it right enough times before the guy shoot you off, you can either wreck his car somehow by ripping the roof off with your strength, or you can steal the car off them. So it's pretty fun. So they've got a main mode called Mayhem, which is just destroy everyone. They've got one called Carnado. Carnado. What's it? L three. What is L three? That's a good question. I'll leave it there. So like Carnado is um. It's like a tornado in the middle of the map, Andy, like in the middle of your Destruction Derby arena. You crash into cars for points, so you get like 5, 10, 15, all the way up to 50, and then your car's full. To deposit them, you have to throw yourself into the tornado, which is hilarious, and that's your points banked. So there's that one. There is a... Oh, I can't remember the names. There's one where... Stockpile, it's called, sorry, where you have to like crash into other cars, jump out your car and collect the gears that they drop. Not Gears of War, but like 
recog symbols. And then there's three points where you have to deposit them, like A, B, and C, and you have to take control of them by collecting these deposits. So there's a lot going on. And I, I've never seen something like Cornado in a game. That was pretty fun. Then there's Gridfall, I think, the last one. And basically parts of the map disappear as time goes on, and it's basically last man standing. Do you know what? I don't know how long it's going to be played for, but see, it's a free PlayStation game. There's a lot of fun to be had in this. There's an arcade mode if you want to play it offline, practice mode if you want to learn the basics, and then there's multiplayer, which I've not done yet. But honestly, like, see between the haptic feedback, the adaptive triggers, the graphics, the sounds, and just the fun that I had, I think this is a really, really good game, Andy, so far. Yeah, I'll look forward to playing it. It'll be well. So... L3 Science Pie is kind of like a PlayStation spin-off thing we've done, but mostly I've just done it. So it's like... It's been entirely, Andy. It's been entirely, But like L3 The Sprint is our separate channel, like all PlayStation stuff. And uh, it's not just PlayStation exclusives. Like I've been streaming Hitman on it and stuff. So L3 to Sprint is obviously because me and Andy use that button most in games to run away from the enemies. (laughs) And uh, that's just what I called it. So... um, there's links on Twitter, I think. So I'll be streaming on L3 to Sprint. Andy will be streaming on 42 Level 1, and you can watch both of our gameplay. If I could figure out a way to have our gameplay like this, Andy, with our two icons above, what I'm wondering is, because we've not done it yet, is on the PS5, see when we stream, you know how your wee icon goes in the corner? Mm. Can I add your icon so there's like two circles on the one screen? Like, that'd be awesome, uh, but I don't know if yeah, it will. Probably not. I wouldn't imagine so. Probably not. You'll just appear in your screen, but I'll be able to hear you. And you'll, you'll need to click the allow audio for other parties. But it's a lot simpler than Xbox streaming. So um, the other two games, I believe, are the roundtable ones, the Medium and Yakuza? Yep. Sure. So I'll start with the Medium, which uh, I'm doing on Thursday nights on this channel right here. Um, Medium Rare Thursdays with Ali. I played my first hour of it last week, which I didn't get very far because I spent 20 minutes trying to find a fucking hairpin. Um, you, you sucked at finding that that type in. Like, oh my god! Like, I was so like, screaming at the at the screen. Like, because I watched it after. Like, because I, I wasn't available when you did it live, and like I watched it afterwards. And I'm like, it's fucking right there. You you like literally walked into the room within like two minutes of the video starting. Like, you followed the cat as you're supposed to, and you're like, I'm like, it's right there. Just fucking push the clock, and it's right there. And you didn't even look at the like little thing that it like would hold a type a type in. And I'm like, oh, Ali. Oh, my God. Like, this, it's is, this, this is where, like, somebody like me playing a game like this who, who will go around and look at fucking every little tiny detail. Uh, I will find these things like, no problem. However, this was at the start of the game before they allowed you to use the jog slow ability. So you're walking, like, literally this. And, I mean, even in the old Resident Evils, you could always run at the start. And, like, don't get me wrong, there's no shooty, shooty things in this. Um... <laughs> I played, like, all the way up to the hotel. Uh, so I got into, like, level two, level... I think it's level one after the tutorial, or level two. I don't know how it works, but... I thought the concept was cool. I just... I wasn't as impressed as you were by it because I felt graphically I didn't see anything that my One X wouldn't be able to handle. And I know you said I haven't got far enough, but, I mean... Graphically, it didn't, like, blow me away. Right, but then I was also annoyed at the same time by how awkward it is to stream from the Xbox. Mm. How close I had to sit for this camera to pick me up on the Xbox. Because look, this camera's perfect here, and I've not adjusted any settings in the living room for some reason. It showed it's my entire living room. Yeah, yeah, real wide angle on the Xbox for some reason. And there's no, I adjustment, know like, there's no adjustment on, on PlayStation. Like, it is perfect because you can do so, that if you want. 
but you can also just have it like zooming in your face and just be a circle or a square or so, whatever. On PlayStation, my TV's probably that wall away from my couch, which is pretty far, maybe 10 foot at least, right? I put the camera on, which is above my telly, on that wall, and it zooms into my face. Yep. Like, it just puts my face there. Like, without me having to do anything, it scans, it goes, oh, there you are. This camera's a decent enough camera, as you can see here, but on the Xbox, for some reason, it's like, no, let's see your entire house. <laughs> and you have to sit this close so people can even see. Do you know what I mean? This is how close I was to the camera doing the Xbox stream. <laughs> I'm not joking. Because it was sitting on the unit under my TV, mm-hmm. and I was sitting this close. Like a sunroof. And I had the lights out because I wanted to play it scary, so it wasn't brilliant. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to stream this from my laptop, which should play it roughly about the same. 2070 RTX should play about the same. Yeah, you, pro- you, you know, you should probably do it like, because uh, obviously it's cross save, so that'll be fine. Um, oh, it is, yeah. Do it, you could probably do it through StreamYard and put your. That's what I was planning. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. like Empire, so yeah, I'll probably do that. And then um, I can do a live stream of it on YouTube as well, which is easier. Yeah. I might as well use this, I'm paying for it. So, yeah, the, the, the medium, it seems a cool, fine enough setup. But the thing is, for me, it feels like stripped down Resident Evil. Um, I know what you mean by Until Dawn. I did get Until Dawn vibes. It did kind of come across like Control, but for me, it's like Resident Evil without the parts that I like in Resident Evil, like the guns, like the actual enemies, like anything to do. But I know that might come, because basically your game, you're a medium, and you've got to help people over to the other side because you get this like hell dimension. So like this would be your good side and Andy's side is the hell dimension. So that makes well, sense. Well, no, no, no. Because look at the colours, right? I'm in the good dimension here. Yeah, yeah the colours make sense. Ali's <laughs> definitely in the, in the that side, on the hell dimension. On the, on the screen, on, <laughs> it's that side. And yeah. for some reason, I thought your two thumbsticks, you'd be controlling them differently when we get shown it. I also thought you could enter that dimension anytime you wanted. You cannot. It's scripted sections of the game, but it's like, oh, this lever won't work here, but go in the orange place and pull that lever instead. So I will play it till I finish it, and I thought I was going to do a longer series than than what it's going to be because Andy Andy finished the entire game. See, when he said he'd finish it, I was like, what? And then I had to look how long to beat, and it says between six and eight hours, and I'm like, oh, so I think I was mostly disappointed because this is the first Series X only like big huge title and like I was more impressed by the looks of like Final Fantasy 7 remake um Last of Us 2 games like like even God of War which is what 3 year old now the graphics in that blew me away a lot more than this did Ratchet and Clank with the portals that tech looks like oh my god there's no way that would work in PS4 C- compared to sh- compared to this where I played it and I'm like, cool. Like, I think. Fine. But anyway, what did you think about it, Andy? Since you can't hold your button. Like so, I think you need to. I think you need to caveat it about right with how the game looks because this is. Well, that's it. This is not made by fucking Naughty Dog or by like uh, yeah, but it's any a, of so- any of any of the teams that you just talked about. Like those are all triple A developer teams. This is. This is a small team that's making this. This is made by the same guys that made Layers of Fear and Blair Witch, right? That's fine. And the Blair Witch was rotten as well. And the Blair, Blair Witch, I didn't like it at all, but they had some they had some okay ideas in there for some things. But in, in this game's way, way better than, than those. Like, I never played Layers of Fear, but like I played Blair Witch and I didn't like it very much. Um, I'm definitely going to go back 
but it doesn't mean that I'm impressed. And yeah, I get that you're giving them excuses and stuff like that, but at the same no, time, it's no. like for the game, listen for the game that's meant to be Series X or Series S only sh- should have blown me away for the first ever, and it didn't. Like graphically, it didn't. It was fine. I'm not saying it's bad looking, but Control didn't blow me away either graphically. Until Dawn blew me away graphically when I seen like Save the Cheerleader. I was like, and then uh, him from Agents of Shield. That was awesome. So, like, with with the graphics, right, so like, I thought the game looked really good, and, like, all the, the backgrounds especially look fantastic. Like, the, the character herself um, isn't isn't completely perfect. Like, I don't think that, that they've done the best job with her face. Aside from that, she's okay. And apart from the running... Like, running I did, when you're walking close to, like, curtains, her face will go a bit fuzzy, like, if you're turning no, around. Did you see it on my street? though. No, I didn't notice it on like I watched your video and like I couldn't see that, but like obviously like it's on a show. Obviously, that was it on, yeah, exactly. You were, that's probably what it is. Like you're at the wrong distance away from your TV, um, and I, I played it a normal distance away from my TV, and uh, like I played through it and I watched Fraser, Fraser, Fraser play through the entire. <laughs> I watched Fraser play through the entire game on uh, on his stream on uh, Big Fire Nuts on Twitch as well, um, and like that's how much I enjoyed like playing through it because. Like I played through like half the game, watched Fraser play half the game, then I played through the second half of the game and watched Fraser play the second half of the game. And, like honestly, I thought it was brilliant. Like really, really liked it. I and mean, it was not at all what I was expecting because I was going in expecting like a fucking Resident Evil type thing with like the hell dimension and stuff going on. But like there to be like some sort of gunplay going on and like and I expected to be pissed off with the game within an hour and then forget about it. But I didn't. It's a cotton ball. Um, I didn't no, it's a fake snowball. Look, I bought it for Lexi's birthday. Actually, see when you squeeze it, it's weird. It feels like snow. Let's get that crunch. All right, okay. It's an ASMR channel now for squeezing snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, like, so I, I played through the entire game in, like, I think three sittings over, like, three different days. Um, I thought it was two. And, I mean, it was it two was days, you It was over two days, but, like, over, like, three sittings, basically. <coughs> and uh, and what really kept me going through it was like I really enjoyed the story and I liked how the game feel made me feel uneasy. It's a kind of similar feeling that I got to when I was playing The Last of Us too, um, where it just made me feel quite uneasy throughout. Um, and I wouldn't say it was particularly scary. There was one or two moments that are like, "Here's a jump scare," um, and it, it's not quite telegraphed. But like, there were times where you could expect a jump scare, and I'm just like, "Here's a jump scare." okay that it was, it's not scary um, and then there was a couple of other times where it was like something came, came out and I'm like oh fuck, like that was quite scary um, they do a lot with audio in this game as well, like the audio is fantastic honestly, um, apart from when they try to do like an audio jump scare right, like when nothing's happening in terms yeah. of like stuff falling Jeff down or anything Bezos stepping down as Amazon CEO cool, I don't care um, <laughs> but so like they'll do an audio jump scare, and I don't know if you you have seen that or heard this yet, but like basically they'll they'll just you'll just be having the normal audio in the game, and then you will like go and pick up an item, and it'll just like scream at you or something, or like make a big noise, and I'm like, there's no need for that, like it's just obnoxiously loud, um, and it wasn't particularly scary, it was just annoying, um, but like overall like, the audio's quality, and like I actually went and looked uh looked up the the soundtrack for this game because there's a couple of songs in the game later on like with vocals and stuff and like they're really fucking good like excellent songs like see when you get to them you'll be like oh this is good like i actually want to listen to this now um specifically like right at the end of the game in the sort of last level there's like a song that you can 
optionally play. You don't have to play it because there's a radio. Turn the radio on. Listen to that song. It's really good. Um, and then there is another song like in the sort of end credits that's excellent as well. Um, well worth listening to. Um, but yeah, so like overall, like the game, I liked the whole idea of this like normal world and the real world, and as it kind of the normal world definitely reminded me of like an Until Dawn sort of vibe. It's a kind of creepy place, but it's not like it's not modern because this is not a modern game because like see if you look at the phones that they have these are like old phones like maybe Whoa. 90s maybe early 2000s these type of phones and stuff and it's obviously like it's set i, I don't know you've obviously skipped over a lot of the shit but it's set in it's set in poland and so there's some interesting things come from like where it's been set and things as well and uh, later on in the game and I really just liked the whole idea of this, like, shifting back and forth between the dimensions, and it, they play into that a lot later on in the game, and I, I don't want to spoil how it works out for you, because I know you're, you're going to play through it, and uh, so I don't want to go too much into some of the stuff, but, it like, some of them look so cool, and, like, the vibe you get in some of them is just awesome. There, there are times, obviously, when you're in both dimensions at once, and then there's times when you're in the the normal dimension, just yourself, like there's no no spirit world going on. But then there's other times when you're just in the spirit world, and like, see when you're just in the spirit world, and they've kind of like taken away the constraints of like you're in a building, uh, and you're just in the spirit world. All sorts of mad shit is happening, and they're like, holy fucking hell, it's bizarre as hell. Um, some of the story that's going on in this game as well is unbelievably disturbing. Like, see if you sit down and think about it, like what's really happening in terms of like what they're explaining to you if you sit around and piece it together think about it and go like oh that is fucking fucked up and disgusting and like it'll make you feel sick like really and it's not like through war or anything like that it's the way that they tell the story and what they put in there it's like oh no like this is bad shit and but it's very compelling you want to know like what's happening next and See, I like, I, I prefer that even in like, I'm not a big horror films fan when it is just gore or shock horror sort of things or like jump scares, but see when it's a compelling story that makes you think or makes you go, oh, so that sounds cool, but I don't think I've quite hit the story yet because I've not even met the guy in the hotel yet. No, so like the, the story, like a lot of it, a lot of it is told through like the exposition from Marianne, the main character, and um, plus like interacting with other characters and things like sadness and whatnot and um, you come across like a couple of other like characters you come, come across a couple of other characters as well. okay um but so aside from that though when you're in the when you're in the spirit world there are some really fucking cool puzzles um and the jumping back and forward i really enjoyed that um they they don't let you do it out well ali's right about that but they the way they do it is very clever because to go into the spirit world, you have to interact with a mirror and you're basically like swapping back and forward using this mirror. And they do a really, really cool puzzle a lot later on in the game with that where you're having to move mirrors around and stuff. And I really like the way that they, they did that. And um, But the, my, my favourite part of the game actually was when the, there was a scene where you're basically, you're running along and, and I think they could go way deeper into this um, if, they do a few, if they do future games um, yeah yeah and you won't have had to run away from anything yet right and, and she, what has she got to run away from like unless it's an old man because so, she's like this so in, in the running sequences right you run faster like she sprints like so at all the time she's doing like basically a jog like this 
But in the running scenes, she sprints. Like, he looks about 100 years old doing that. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in, the, in these running scenes, when you're running away from something, then it actually does. she actually does sprint, and it's much better because she runs fast. And see if they just, like, patched it so that she ran at that speed in the main game, then it would be much better. It takes so long to get anywhere. Like, see, when I get stuck in my... When I get stuck, when I get stuck for a while outside the hotel, the hospital... Sorry, it's a hotel. Um, and I was like, and it was like trying to find a screwdriver. Like it took so long to go through the screens. Like I was like yeah. losing my will to live at that point. Yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy it more. Like if if like I'm sitting there watching you in the chat because like I will keep you going through it because I know exactly what to do. So when you get to the point where you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do, I can I can tell you like I can give you a hint to where to go. Because like I done that with I done that with Fraser because he was like getting lost at some bits and I'm like. Oh, why don't you try looking over there? You know, it's weird because Fraser kind of plays games. Fraser obviously a better gamer than me, but he plays games in my style. Of, let's just get to the, the main point. Whereas you're like, oh, look, look at this. And like, this obviously yeah, pays off for you in this game. Oh, it does, yeah. And like, like I've really enjoyed it. And like, I got a lot more out of the game. Like, because I did go around and I went, I didn't find all of the, op- the optional collectibles and stuff, but like, I found a lot of them. Like, probably 90% of them I found. Um, I'd imagine there's a couple from, like, you'd have to go a little bit more off the beaten path to get to, like, doing, like, doing, like, half-solving puzzles sort of things that would let you into, like, different, slightly different areas. That'll make sense when you play it. Um, But, yeah, like, I went round and I found all the, like, notes that this guy's left around, and, like, that really ties into the story, and it really uh, fleshes out what happened um, to certain things, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I can't tell you what because that would spoil some things for you. But um, if once once you kind of like, because if once you start reading the stuff at first, you're like, this is just some bullshit like filler. Like that's fine. Like cool. I don't need to read it. But if you actually read it and keep it in your mind, and then when you get later on in the game, you'll kind of come back to that in your mind and go like, oh, that actually ties into this. Like that's cool. Um, and the game the game totally ties in together. And I think they they done a really good job actually with the story. Like one of the best like horror game stories like I've ever played. Um, not that I play many horror games, to be fair, but... Um, no, it was surprising because like, I like my horror games. Um, as you know, Andy, like, mostly Resi, let's be honest. I'm not, I wasn't even the biggest fan of Silent Hill, but Andy never, ever asked. Like, when I first met Andy, he was scared of zombies, for goodness sake. Right? Yeah. So, it's a true story. And then, um, like now he's texting me going what's the best Resident Evil I should play and like I'm talking to him about Resident Evil nothing Andy never ever brings it up unless it's just he's being nice and asking me about the game I'm playing and he's like so what one would I be able to get more puzzles and less survival and I'm like unfortunately the survival ones are the ones with the puzzles because then they went the action route so he ended up landing on Alan Wake which is probably going to be the best action game for him it's not action but it's less survival I find than Resi because it's more like from what I remember Andy though because mind I I must have played this about 10 years if not longer ago uh, you shine the torch and that kind of weakens enemies Uh, like like what you seen when I was playing Luigi's Mansion on the uh, like so then you then you can shoot them. Um but I remember cool things about Alan Wake where it's like he's a horror writer and he's he's writing's coming true and uh, he's finding pages of a book he's not written yet and those pages are giving you hints of what's coming up or like be prepared yeah. for such and such and that's really, awesome. Yeah, I really like that concept and like I think that if I'd played that game before this game would probably remind me of that. Obviously like mm. like as like I say there's no there's no quote unquote combat in, in this game. It's more of like a, a psychological stealth. horror game. There is some stealth in it. There is some stealth. Did you enjoy the stealth, Andy? Have you got have you got to the stealth yet? 
Like, I can't remember. If you, I've got to find the stairs. I've got to find the stairs for the wee girl sadness. So there, there are some stealth sections in it which, which were not great, but they're not too long. They tend to be over quite quickly. So that's not bad. There was there was one part that I got stuck at for, and I think I died about ten times in this. And it's like, it gives you an on screen prompt like, "Oh, hold your breath." And I'm like, "Okay, right, I hold my breath." And I'm just standing there holding my breath, and nothing's happening. I'm like, yeah, "Okay, like it's like press L three, hold your breath." And I'm like doing it, and, it, and like she's ducking up and down. And I'm like, "Okay, she's ducking to hold her breath, fine." But then I realised that it didn't say L three; it said R three. So I was pressing the wrong button. <laughs> so once I once I pressed R three, she's like. <gasps> Oh, okay, and then that progressed. That then, as soon as I did that, it's like, oh right, then the, the thing like ha- something happened and a door opened, and I'm like, all right, cool, that's fine. So yeah, but you've not come across that yet. All the stealth elements. Um, the stealth elements are annoying when you get caught because the the character that catches you has like uh, or the thing that catches you has, has, has like a saying that he says, and like it's so funny. Like, uh, like he says the same phrase every time. And like he just the way it's delivered is really good, um. But because you hear it so often, it just becomes it's almost like a meme. It almost becomes, and like that phrase is like so central to the story that it's quite annoying that he says that when you die because it's it feels memeish after you've heard it like five times, um. And I heard it at least twenty or thirty times during this from getting caught. Like, Sounds a bit like when I used to play the ice hockey with my brother in the PlayStation and then the Mega Drive, and every time he shot the puck up the other end of the rink, I wouldn't send my goal out, and I would go, the minute the ref blew the whistle, I'd be like, "Got you on the ice and call you little bitch." And like every time, <laughs> I would say it exactly like that, right in his ear, and then eventually I would get a controller flung at me, and he would say, "I'm yeah. not playing." So. I wonder yeah, why my yeah. brother doesn't like games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, but yeah, I, I would I would recommend the game. Right, if you have Game Pass, hundred percent try it. If uh, no I think that that it's not going to be for everyone. Definitely not. Like like I say, there's no actiony type stuff in this particularly. Um, it's a very story heavy game. Um, with puzzles, it's a puzzle based horror. Well, game. If you wanted your Resident Evil without the survival yes. horror, <laughs> this is it. I mean, and apparently it was like the perfect like horror game for me, and mm-hmm. I, I would made say you that, yeah. And I mean, like I've played I've played horror games before. So. Do, you know, do you know what's Do you know what's weird actually? Like thinking about them, I know I've said we need to wrap this because we've got another show, but like the, the thing is, I don't particularly enjoy horror films, even the ones I do like. But I like horror games. Do you know what I mean? Like it's weird how I'll play that genre of game and love the story, but I don't mean I like the Resident Evil movies, but I wouldn't call them horror. They're more silly action mm-hmm. films, but like. Yeah. I wouldn't thank you for sitting down watching Annabelle or The Conjuring or fucking like no. The Ring. Like, don't get me wrong, I've seen films, I've seen like The Ring and stuff like that. And um, I, it's just weird. I just thought about it there, like how in this medium, pardon the pun, mm. of uh, media, I enjoy that genre. But in movies, not the biggest fan. Again, I would play a fantasy video game, but I don't particularly like fantasy movies. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe now it's because of dual sense giving you magic spells coming out out, and it feels like it's in your living room. It's like a whole new world. Like honestly, oh Disney should have something like this to make yeah. you feel like part of Disney. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, it totally did give me Until Dawn vibes in the in the kind of real world parts of it. Um, it's not as good a game as Until Dawn, and there's no like Until Dawn's got a bunch of choice mechanics and stuff like that in it that affect the, how the story goes. It doesn't Totems. have that at all. It, well, I mean, it does have something that's like totems, to be fair. Like, those, like, things that you turn over and, like, the little, and it gives you the, the sound. Um, but does it have it a disappointing have... hot tub scene? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, 
No, no. There's not even a... I don't think there's a bath in it or anything. I loved Until Dawn, right? And see when I watch a horror film, Fantastic. that's the sort of horror... F- that's the sort of horror film I would like, like Teenage, last, like Scream, like I Know What You Did Last Summer, those sort of ones, the silly ones, I don't mind those. And um, I just think that horror movies got to a point where it's like, bang, jump scare, ah, scared you, and it's like, yeah, but I leave the cinema going, that was annoying because it gave me a fright, but I don't go at home going, huh, oh my God, what did, that's disgusting, like what you've just said about this game, so that's yeah. this game appeals to me a bit more, like I like things with a story that makes you think it's, rather than it's... cheap. The, the cool thing about this game is, like, as I said, there's one or two jump scares in it, but it's none too egregious. Um, it's it is a very thinking game, and the it's a really cool mystery that it tells in amongst the story, and it's really interesting. Like, I would watch anyone else stream it. Like, there's a streamer that I like watching, um, because I liked, I really enjoyed watching the mystery unfold for Fraser, as well as like me playing it and working out the mystery as well. Like, because. Uh, at all stages, he's going along, going like, all right. So that, like, I've just discovered this. So that means that this thing happened to this person, and that means that, and this and that, and like watching him piece it together, and like how wrong he got it at points, and like and how right he was at other points was really cool. And and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how you get on with with playing it as well. But, but yeah, yeah we'll be talking about it more next week as well because yeah, obviously yeah. I'm going to be playing it. I'm just playing it an hour a week, so I think so. This might last me four or five weeks, maybe yeah, six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like just to just to kind of round up, so this game to me is a basically a cross between Until Dawn and The Quiet Man, right? And like The Quiet Man was a shit game, but it had some like cool, uh, cool visuals in it. Like not that it looked amazing, but like the style of it was really cool. And like that's kind of what the medium is. Um, like I really liked it. There was one or two frustrations, but nothing major at all. Um, and it's not as good as Until Dawn at all, but. It is a good game and it's worth playing on Game Pass. Not worth paying like fifty quid for it because it's a fifty pound game. If you buy it like on Steam or whatever, don't do that. Just get just buy Game Pass for a month, play through it that way. If because it doesn't take you long. Because I, I finished it and so my my clock on Xbox was fifteen hours, but I did like have it in quick resume for like five hours because I was playing a different game. Which Xbox does count because that will segue into do. what we're going to talk about because. The next game, my gameplay said like 23 hours. Like when you last sent me your screenshot, they said like three days or two and a half days or whatever. Mm. And then my in-game save, which counts from when you're playing it, not in the pause menu, says like, yeah. well, it's only now at 23 hours odd. Yeah. And I'm like, so Xbox and their own wee thing when you go into the game, it actually counts. If the game's open, that counts as playing it. It doesn't yeah. take into effect yeah, if yeah. you're paused or... Which yeah. is annoying for quick resume yeah. because, like, quick, this is the first time I've had quick resume happen. <laughs> like, and it didn't feel any quicker. Honestly, it felt not quicker at all. Than, but it was it between the medium and Yakuza? Um, it, was, be- it, was between, it was between the medium and Fortnite because I was playing, I stopped it to play Fortnite for a bit. But, but anyway, just, just to wrap up on the medium. Um, so I, I would put the medium in with those, uh, like, the games. What's the company that did uh, Until Dawn? What are they called? I've forgotten. But anyway, like those guys that made, uh, no, I thought I remember what I didn't. Um, but anyway, Until Dawn, Man of Medan, and uh, Little Hope, uh, the Dark Pictures games. Like I would put it in with those games. Like so, if you like those games, play the medium because it's in this similar sort of vein for story as those. Um, obviously, no choice in this, but they've got the instead of choice, they've got the spirit world mechanics going on, um, which are really cool and. Where I would place, I would place it totally in with those. These are the only kind of four games I would place in this genre from games that I've played, um, and I would put Until Dawn at top. It's fantastic. 
then the medium, and then probably and then Man of Medan, and then Little Hope at the bottom. Um, so this game's better than Man of Medan and Little Hope, which both came out quite recently as well, within the last two or three years. Um, and this game's better than both of them, hundred percent. It's about. It took me about ten hours to complete it, but I did a lot of additional exploring and going around and looking for stuff and being very yeah, shit at yeah. puzzles. So, so when Fraser was doing puzzles, I, I watched his stream and like he beat it in about seven hours. Um, and when he's doing the puzzles, he beat it way quicker than me. And like I, I helped him like I'll, maybe twice with like he seemed to be stuck, and I'm like go that way, and he's like oh shit yeah okay. But like aside from that, like he got through all the other puzzles like way quicker than I did. So he's <laughs> definitely better at puzzle games than me. And like he unraveled the mystery, he worked it out much quicker than I did as well. So, um, yeah, really fucking cool game. Highly recommend it. If you don't, if you don't fancy playing it, like if you're too scared to play it or that, watch Ali play it or watch Fraser stream. Um, highly recommend both of these because they're both going to be entertaining in very different ways because they're playing yes. the game completely differently, even from watching Ali's first hour. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Medium's cool. I love playing it on Thursday night, so you can check me out on this channel watching it at 9pm. Um, but anyway, Yakuza 7, I played a shitload of this game, Andy. Um, I got chapters 5 to 9 out the road. In fact, I'm now on chapter 11, I believe, as of last night. Uh, I'll just, I want to do this quick, because I know you've got more to say because you finished the game, but um, I wasted one hour on the slots in this game, Andy. Remember I was showing you, I put a coin in the coin machine and it auto-done it. And I walked away and came back. I didn't realise there was an exit button. I'm like, this is not going to stop. One hour. Um, there was no point to it. I didn't. I, I lost a thousand yen. I wasn't kidding. So um, some of the story dragged on and really liked for me. But then the story opened up. And this is to do with my patience levels more than the Yakuza story writers. Um, they went on for like half an hour about money laundering. And I'm like, we get it. Like the money's fake. Let me leave this room and go back to the fun stuff. So um, the funny thing I found about this game is, see, when you first started in this this city, once you left the original city, Andy, um, and you woke up in the homeless camp, did you not feel like, oh, my God, this city's fucking huge? Like, you were like, where is everything? See, now that I'm, like, what, at least 24 hours into oh, it now, tiny. I'm like... It feels tiny. It's yeah. tiny. I'm like, okay, that's this way. Okay, I run down that street. Okay, that's up this way. Okay, it's quicker if I cut through here. Because when you go back certain areas it's easier to sometimes avoid battles in the street because you'll get like level nine guys coming at you and it's like, this is pointless and time-wasting. Yeah. I just need to get yeah, there. So you sometimes worth, cross the road. Yeah, it's not worth the time for nope. you to beat those guys because they get, give you fuck all like, XP. Um, yeah, and especially when you find the fucking skateboarders and their move, they get the skateboard, they run away, they jump on the skateboard and come at you. It's like, just hurry up and hit me. Do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> the, I see, I started like towards the end of the game, I just took taxis everywhere. Like, Everybody yeah, I'm considering that now because I'm at the top. Because obviously, the money. I can tell I'm at the end game because I'm at the top, and you know when the rest of the map opens up. Because you can tell I'm at dragon cart and stuff now. So I'm like, you need to go back down here for this thing, and I'm like, oh, it's taking so fucking long. It's like, at least he runs faster than half the medium, right? He does but, run um, fast. Take a taxi though. Taxi is much faster. I will do now, but I spent six hours, Andy, on the management mini game. Six Excellent hours of this game. game. Best, best mini game ever. Absolutely amazing, so addictive. Um, you have to hire the right employees, put them in the right businesses, plan when to sell the business off to buy a better business. It's going to do more money. You get shareholders meeting that Andy covered really well a couple of weeks back or last week, um, where you have to like attack the shareholders. And once you figure the the, the gist of that outright, because see if they've got a wee green face, you don't need to bother answering their questions. It's the orange and the angry guys you have to target first, and then it's like Pokemon, like green beats red, beats blue, like that sort of thing. Um, so I got to number one, but it took me six hours six hours Andy and I do not regret it um, so to get my accurate 
how long did it take me to beat the story? I'm taking the one hour out from the slot machine that I just left and six hours. So seven hours off my actual playtime is the story time because I don't mind I don't mind adding in subplots and I don't mind adding in like diversions and exploring. But I know specifically that was six hours of me just going, right, I'm buying that business. But all in, I want to know exactly how much time I've put into it. I'm actively not doing the dragon car at the moment because I know it's going to waste not waste my time, but I'm going to get sucked into it because it's pretty fun mechanics and that, kind of like Mario Kart. and It's almost like a mini version of Sega Racing. Um, so a couple of funny side stories I did before I passed Andy. These are subplots. Uh, I invested one million uh, with a scientist guy into Roomba, which is it's like a Roomba yeah. thing. I wanted to make one the size of the street. Did you do this one? I did not do this one, no. Right. I, did, so, I did speak to the guy, but I didn't do it because right. I don't have the money. I gave him a... I had, I've, I've got loads because I've done all my business stuff. I've got like billions in the bank for the business. But like he invented a street size one, Andy, that was like six foot by 12. And he, he was showing off like his secret modes and it went faulty and it sucked him in and it sucked the cat in and I had to fight this thing in the street. So it had like, <laughs> attachments coming out and hitting me and then I had to like punch it and stuff and then it would like yes. try and suck me in and things. So that was pretty fun. And then I got to another one where there was a guy covered in bubbles and I had to one. get up. Yeah. He left the soap house to get to his grand. His grand had to go to the hospital, and he wouldn't let me go and buy him clothes because he said that I wouldn't pick the right clothes because of what I was wearing. So I had to walk him up the street while avoiding like the firemen. They got me a couple of times, even though they were nowhere near me. And uh, there was folk just randomly all of a sudden throwing water everywhere in the street, and like they blocked off areas. That was pretty wacky. Um, I'm now on. I've just beat two. I beat the guy Lau. Lau. I don't know half the. Let's go. I beat him, who seemed like he was the main boss when you started the game. He seemed like he's the big bad. But now there's the three above him. There's a boxer. There's the old guy who I'm going to meet. And there's the other guy that I just beat, the guy with the glasses. I beat him. Um, and then the boxer said I wasn't worth his time at the moment. And then my next thing is go and meet the chairman, who's the old sort of mafia guy. I've got to go and meet him. Um, and yeah, I'm really loving the story. Like I love Ichi as a character. I do like the other characters. I just don't memorize their names. So we've got cop guy, biscuit lady, twin girl, and uh, the alcoholic homeless guy who came back during that fight as if he was brilliant. See, the minute I got him, I'm like, get out of my party. You want that great anyway? Like just leave. I like the guy that looks like Riku though from um, Kingdom Hearts with the grey hair and the hoods, and he had the mask when we first met him. See, um, I, didn't, that- I didn't like. I didn't like him that much. Like. I no. didn't like how quickly he joined the party. Like, from going from an he enemy to being a, like a good guy. He did. He didn't join it. But, like you said, Ishii's a nice guy and he forgives everyone. So. Oh, Ishii's anyway, like, yeah, fucking, like, if. Oh, you want to join it? Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. We're doing a stream in two minutes. So, Andy, what did you think of the game now that you finished it? Was I right picking it as my game of the year? Because every time I play this, I'm like. I was 100% right. This is the game that was my game of the year. Now that you've finished it and you said before that you regretted your choice and you would have put Yakuza, would you have swapped your game of the year? Do you want to renounce your game of the year to replace it with this now? What's your feelings now you've completed the whole game? Uh, no, my game of the year choice is, is fine. Um, number one, two and three, it was, was spot on. Um, for for you, I think, yeah, Yakuza is definitely the game of the year for, for you. And like, um, for me, like I loved the story, all of it. Like it's fantastic, and like the voice acting and everything in it was so good. But there was definitely like there's some egregious shit in there that like it just bogged me down. Um, and I think they didn't do enough with the the fighting mechanics in it. I think because it's a new fighting system to them, they they didn't lean too far into it. I don't think. Um, even though there's like a million fucking moves. It, I, I kind of didn't need to use that many of them to beat 
the enemies that I was fighting against. Like, I picked the moves that I thought looked cool when they were done and just used them over and over and over again and had no issues with, like, beating the game, aside from one guy that killed me, like, from, like, one hit, basically, one time, and maybe redo a dungeon. And it wasn't even a boss, which was frustrating as fuck. Um... But, but yeah, like, I don't like that whole business of, like, there's no saves in the dungeon and, like, all the dungeons being basically the same. It's like, here's an office building. Do you know why? hotel tower. Like, Do you know why it's like that? It's because it's a play on Dragon Quest because Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest yeah. is exactly like that. Dragon Quest, there's no saves in the dungeon. There's The dungeons look all the way same with cave systems and stuff. So it's cool that they've done it, but I get it. It is frustrating. I've done a few dungeons now, as you know, and it's like, oh my goodness. And sometimes there's no enemies, as you know, Andy, and you're running through a hallway, running through a hallway, and you're like, just let me get to fight now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, the boss fights are fantastic, though. Like, the boss fights are done really well. And you have to be quite smart with, like, what moves you're using and, like, when you're blocking and all that sort of shit. And, um, like, those are great. Um, a, a lot of the normal enemy encounters, though, like, leave a lot to be desired because... They're just they're either for one of two purposes, either for you to just get around the city, which like you were talking about there, gets annoying as fuck once you're like going around an area with low value any low uh, low level enemies because they give you nothing and they just get in your way. You can't like you can run away from the battles to be fair. Um, I found like taking taxis around and like I would jump in and out shops because if you if there's enemies coming, if you jump in a shop and they jump back out, like the enemies are gone, like they just vanish. Like I don't know why, but they do. They just they reloop to go. They go back to the starting point, or whatever. Um, so you can do that. Um, so I liked all that, and like I really liked Tichi as a character. And I loved the way that the story went, but like just cohesively, like it definitely feels like an RPG, but it doesn't feel like an RPG like Final Fantasy does. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I don't. I don't know if they originally intended the game to be like this or or what, but like something about it just feels like. Not quite as polished as like a Final Fantasy RPG. It feels like a rough RPG, but still very a very very good one. Like I I really enjoyed it. Um, and you can tell this is like a series that's refinding its feet, and this is the way for it to go a hundred percent. Um, and I can't I can't wait to see like what they do with it next. So like if they do like another Yakuza like a Dragon or Yakuza Eight or whatever, and keep the same combat well, mechanic with each. The creators have already awesome. said the the creators have already said that Ichi's um, story isn't finished. Cool. I'm really happy about that because, like, because, like I say, I loved Ichi and I loved Adachi and uh, and Danba and Psycho and and Eri and uh... these are all new names to me. I mean, these are the main party members. Like, I'm not even telling you the party member you've not got yet because it would be a spoiler. Um, but yeah, you'll have met the, you'll have met the character already, I think. But. The um the person that joins your party, but I don't. Want to I think it. it's the barman. I think it's the barman from Survive. I'm very suspicious. <laughs> I think I'm very suspicious about him. When Ichi, it was a throwaway line at the very start where he went, "Hmm, I recognise that guy," and I'm like, "I haven't played enough Yakuza games, but he definitely has got a scar on his face and looks a bit dodgy." So I'm like, "Is he someone that we're meant to know?" Don't know. I'll find. I don't know if I'll find out. I mean, I'm not going to tell you who it is. There's definitely some stories involved in the barman if you do the 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 chatting in the bar like some cool ones um because yeah there, there's some really good stories actually in, in that bar like that you patched where you can go and like increase your bond with your uh with your uh, party members who Ali doesn't give a fuck about because can't be able to learn their names it is optional but i thought it was it was excellent and like it's all voice acted and it like the voice acting in it is fucking excellent like i love the way these people tell stories and the way that the characters talk to each other and interact like i could listen to them just talk all day 
which is a lot of what the game is. And th- there is some really long cutscenes in it, really long. But for me, I didn't find that a problem because I really liked the cutscenes. Um, like everything about them was excellent. And oh my god, chapter ten! Half of that chapter was <laughs> like interrogating a guy who was tied up like that at the homeless camp, and and I knew it was going to go on for a while because like in between everything he said, like it gave you an option to save. And I thought, oh great, I can go and wander about because I'm bored of this. But it said, hmm, I better interrogate him while I'm here. Tried it the next time, hmm, better interrogate. It went on four times and then it finally gave you a fight and that was it done. But it went on for so long. But the developers obviously knew that because they gave you the save options in the middle of it. It's more, I think it's more because, like, because there was a couple of times when I was playing it, like, not, not recently, but, like, um, before, uh, maybe before New Year, like, Christmas time, maybe, um, where I was like, Okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna play Yakuza. Cool. It's like ten o'clock. I'm gonna play this, and then I would get to like midnight, one in the morning. I'm like, cool. It's nearly bedtime. Like, I'm gonna put this off soon. And I would hit like a cutscene like that, um, and then be like, cool, and then get to a point where I'm like, I'm really tired. Like, I want to go to bed, but this cutscene's still going. <laughs> I'm like, I can't stop here. Like, I need to wait till I can save again, just in case like there's a power issue or whatever through the night. Um, so yeah, like stuff like that. But I mean, it's all stuff that they can work on and. Uh, I think it's just that kind of long form, like Japanese, like storytelling, like which I haven't encountered too much, too many times before. But, uh, but yeah, like I say, overall, like Yakuza, really liked it. Fantastic game. I think it's a hundred percent underrated, and I do not hear enough people talk about it because it's a fun, it's a phenomenal game, honestly. Like, like I say, well, for, for ages, me and you wanted an end in this series. Like we were outside the jump yeah. rope right into the beginning. Yeah. If you've never played Yakuza before and you're like, I don't have time to play because yeah. there's seven games before this. There's seven games before this, and they're all lengthy games. They're all like 30, 40 hours in length. Jump in in seven, and this will tell you if you like it or not, because seven, I think, is going to dictate, unless they do, like we are saying, unless they do Yakuza 8, like the old way with the beat-em-ups, and they do like a Dragon 2 with RPG, which they could easily do, because I guarantee you there's still a load of fans that missed the beat-em-up version of it. Um, I prefer the RPG, but I don't mind the, the beat-em-up one. Um, but I definitely do think that like a Dragon 2 is coming, and... You can see how small Yakuza is in the box art, whereas Yakuza is usually a quarter of the box for the old games, as you know, right across the top, so you know what it is. This one, it's like Yakuza, like a dragon. So they're obviously trying to push that new name and try and bring new people to the series, because if they put seven, most folk will walk past it going, well, I haven't played one to six or zero. Mm-hmm. So like um, doing it this way is smart. And I definitely think that they might go down, the, the next one's just called Like a Dragon 2. The name's out there now, do you know what I mean? People recognise Ishiban because he's a very iconic looking character with his purple yes. suit and his big puffy yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, and then they could easily do Yakuza 8 as like another one. Or I don't know, personally, I think Judgment 2 is coming first. And that was backed up even more by the news yesterday of the remake, remaster, sorry, coming to next gen. So like, I definitely think Judgment 2 first, then we're probably going to get like a Yakuza 8 and then maybe Like a Dragon 2. That's how I think it's going. So they're going to do that way. I, I could be wrong. We might not see another judgment, but it could easily go that way. Um, I really love the game, though. Like all in, like I, I put it down for a while and ended up bouncing between things, um, playing my Dark Souls and stuff, which I'm, I'm dreading going back to. But um, Yakuza is honestly a phenomenal game. Like be it aside of my patient, my patience lacking aside, like it's so easy in this game as well to get caught up in the world and get caught up in the mini games like management, the dragon carts. There's full versions of Virtua Fighter Five, um, Super Hang On, stuff like that in this game. And I said the other last night when I was playing Tandy that this could have easily been like Shenmue Twelve because. Yakuza 1 was like an evolution of Shenmue 2 because they weren't doing Shenmue at that point because of the production costs on it. It was too high and it kind of put Sega out of business along with many other factors, obviously, as well. Bad bad decisions being made. But Sega bust 
the company a big a big amount of money because it costs so much to make. But Yakuza, well, it felt like a natural progression, like yeah. like of what Shenmue is. So if you like Shenmue, you're going to love Yakuza. But be aware that Like a Dragon is not like Shenmue. It's an RPG. It's like a fresh start of the series that's got tie-ins to the old games. But, I mean, I'm 24 hours in and it's not enough ties for me to go, oh, I should have played those old games. You know, I don't feel at any point during this There's... that I missed anything. What, what this game does a great job of, so like I, I've played, the only Yakuza I've played before was I played a little bit of Yakuza 0, maybe like 2 yeah. or 3 hours, and I played maybe an hour of Judgment. That's all I'd played a Yakuza before playing like a dragon, and like I, I wanted to play it because I thought that some of the the combat stuff looked cool, like the way it was presented, and they had some really wacky enemies in it, like a guy with a fucking bin lid. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. I, I want to play this, this looks weird and wacky. And obviously we thought it was coming to Game Pass, it wasn't, we ended up buying it. Um, and I think a lot of people probably had the same sort of like thing with that back back when it was coming out, and obviously like it came out on Xbox Series X only, um, but not on or, or X and S, sorry, um, but didn't come to PS Five. There's no PS Five version. Like that was that kind of confusion about it, and and obviously with people um not being sure about the series, taking a different direction. I don't know how well it sold. We need to wait. We need to. Like, well, Sega said it was the best digital sales of the entire series, so. Yeah, so I mean that's that's good, and obviously pandemic and all that, like people will lot of money and things. So hopefully, like hopefully it did sell well because it's a really good game, um, and yeah, one hundred percent recommend to newcomers to the series specifically. And I know there's a lot of people that have never played Yakuza before, um, it's not too in depth an RPG this one, I don't think. So I think that people that are into just the action side of stuff, like you could get on board with the the RPG side, no issue. Oh, it's, it's totally an action RPG in a way. Like yeah, it feels like okay. it feels more like your controller. You're not directly controlling the moves like Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it feels more like that than press a button, wait to see what happens. Do you know what I mean? Like it is that system. It is the ATB. But it feels more involved. The camera angles, the way you can choose it. Um, like I had auto on for a while, like not realizing it was screwing me over till just now. It was actually making the game more difficult for me to progress yeah. because because I was getting halfway through a fight. And sometimes you get three tiered fights, like three level, three like three waves of guys in one fight. And by the second wave, I had no MP left. And like why? And it's because if you leave that on and just do the quick time events, like I was doing. It uses all your magic straight away. He's just like, use the best move on a guy that's got that much health. So like sometimes he would use like, and it's not powerful now, but Batbreaker is one of your first powerful moves before you get the evolutions of that because I've now got like Giga Strike and stuff like that. But um, he used all it up and then the second wave comes or the boss comes and I didn't have any to use and I'm just like, hope they get through this one. And it's like, because when they offered me, I was like, that's handy. And it is handy for me because sometimes when the kids are about, if I'm trying to play anything, which is very rarely, and I had it on, I could leave them auto-fight and then just check in on it. And don't get me wrong, sometimes you miss the extra damage because you can't push the quick time event if you walk away, but that 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 turned out at this point in the game, it screwed me over completely because like yeah. some of the fights I was doing were way harder than they should have been if I was selecting the, the action. So I've reverted back to the standard way and I'm actually finding the game easier, which is weird, but... Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, you're totally right. They use up all your MP like straight away. They use all the moves yeah, that they should like, touch. One person fell down in my party, Andy, and the cop guy used the premium first aid kit, and I'm like, are you joking yeah. me? Like, yeah. that was like a prize for fighting a big boss down in the dungeons, yeah. and you've just Honestly, used it for one fucking, person. It's like 10,000 yen, which at the beginning of the game, that's a hell of a lot of money for you. 
Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, don't use that. It's a bit like seeing Resident Evil 5 if you're playing it single player and you had the partner and you give her your items, she'll use a rocket launcher in a normal zombie's face. And it's like, what are you doing? So if you ever play Resident Evil 5, here's my top tip. Just give her the item ammo. Don't give her the actual gun as well. <laughs> She'll pull out your end game plan with your magnum and rocket and use it on like the first like tiny little critter she sees. <laughs> Boom. And she's like, I got him. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So in this kind of the same, if you've got this in auto, you, you will use your special moves straight away. Like honestly, like they will just go, right, best move ever. Even if you're fighting one guy in a bin bag that's like level 16, no, he needs to have like the ultra tag team move used. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Just attack him. So anyway, I love the game. Um, me and Andy are going to be streaming. I'm glad you really like that. I'm glad you really like Yakuza. And you'll probably be like me. You'll be like day one for like a Dragon 2 the minute it comes out. Like, without a question. Yeah, and they do a good job here as well. Like, like I said, with the newcomers, um, um, you don't need to know anything about the series before, but they do some really interesting tie-ins, and I think it's really clever the way they've done it because it made it makes me want to go back and play the other Yakuza games, and I've now got a like just a little sliver of the world, um, and the context for some things that have obviously happened in the years past already. So I'm like, oh, I'd love to find out more about X, Y, or Z character, and yeah. like, obviously I've got six, seven games worth, of, uh, yeah, seven games that I can go back and play and go like. Oh, okay, cool. Like, and find out everything that I want to know about them. So that's awesome. Yeah, because just now, if you're on Game Pass yet again, like we're not sponsored to talk about Game Pass, but they've got Yakuza zero to five at the moment, and six is coming in March. So by like April, you're gonna have all six. Oh, sorry, seven of them to play for free, and then like Yakuza Dragon, you'll have to buy. But I guarantee you, here's what happened. Yakuza 7 is due to drop in March on PlayStation 5, so they're going to put out Yakuza 6 on Xbox. They will also put Like a Dragon on sale digitally on, on Xbox that month, 100% well. So if you're interested in it, hang off till next month and pick it up then. Um, not that you'd lose out buying it right now, but I guarantee you there's a sale coming um, just before it launches on PlayStation. And uh, yeah, brilliant game. And like, like Andy says, I'm interested to see the tie-ins, but... I'm like three quarters of the way through the game at least now, and um, there's been nothing. There's there's apparently cameos like of characters, and I don't know their names anyway. So it's like I've, I've apparently seen people that have been in the other Yakuza games, and it's not baffled me. It made me go, oh, I feel like I'm missing out. You know, I, 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 this, the characters they give you in this game, it's a fresh start because at the beginning of this game, slight spoilers, it turns out the old Yakuza's have been wiped out by the Omi Alliance. This isn't a major spoiler because this happens in the first like, chapter. So the Omi Alliance come in and everything that's happened from Yakuza 0 to 6, the Omi Alliance have taken over. So it's almost like a fresh start. Omi Alliance have got rid of all the old clans and uh, this guy's been in jail for like... So the, I think that was partly so that he didn't cross over with the main character from Yakuza 0 to 6, yeah. Kai, Kaisha, whatever his name is. Oh, let's put him away for 20 years and that will cover the time period when he was... Kiryu is his name. Kiryu, sorry, I can never remember his name. Kiryu, when Kiryu was about... I anyone's name in this fucking game. Oh. Ichi, number one. But, like, uh, do you know what annoys me sometimes is, a lot of the time he's like, my name is Ichiban, and then, like, just now recently, all of a sudden he's like, my name's Kasuga, and it's like, your name's Ichi. Like, I know you talked about being embarrassed about it before, but why this sudden switch at this point in the game to, like, Kasuga? And it's like, his name's Ichi, you've been calling him Ichi cop guy, why you call him Kasuga? So there's a change happened in the game at some point where the, the scriptwriters put his name as Kasuga instead of Ichi, and, like, because he's been Ichi up to this point. Like, Ichi number one, Ichiban. And, like, he's got the Ichiban biscuit shop, but, like, they keep calling him Kasuga, and I'm like, that's no, just call it 
Itchy. It's fine. But yeah, uh, you will not. Like, I'm one of these guys that I couldn't play Assassin's Creed 2. A lot of my friends get Assassin's Creed 2 before 1. I'm like, nope, need to finish the first one first. Because um, I got Assassin's Creed 1, I think, when Assassin's Creed 2 was just due out. And I managed to finish Assassin's Creed 1. But I always have to play the games before the new one. I don't like jumping out number 3 or 4. And this one being number 7, I was a bit apprehensive. But I think, like Andy said, the trailers, the fact we thought it was in Game Pass and it set ourselves up to play this game on launch day. And then it was like, we've either misheard it or been missold it or it's been like advertised wrongly, which I think is the truth. Um, we picked it up and I'm glad I did because, like Andy said, no previous backgrading required. You can play this game. And I've played games before, but it's like, who the fuck's this guy? Like, if you played Brotherhood before 2, you'll be confused in Assassin's Creed. You'll be like, what the f- Who? Who's this guy? Like, why are they friends? Why does he know him? But in this game, it's like, there's nothing. It's a fresh set of characters, a fresh city after the first chapter, I think. Because when he gets dumped, it's a different part of Tokyo, isn't it? It's, um, yes, it's a camera that you go to. I'm, am I right that he starts in the same city? He starts in the original does, city for the original yeah, games. Right. Which I can't, remember, I can't remember what it's called, but a camera is where the majority of the game is played. There are other locations in the game. Yes, yes, and it's very twisty, turny, and very cool. Uh, if you stay away from most of the side quests, though, it's a very serious Yakuza crime story. If you do the subquests, it all of a sudden goes doo doo doo, gives you that wee song, and you know it's going to be absolutely crazy, like helping a guy covered in bubbles to go and buy clothes. <laughs> and like when you when you went to the clothes shop, she's, you get three options of what to say to her, and I went, "He's just a pervert," and he's like, "Hey man, don't rat me out." <laughs> Like, yeah, and we'll finish up there for tonight. Thank you very much for tuning in and watching. And just over 10 minutes, we'll be live here again. Well, Andy will be. We're going to be playing Destruction All Stars for you guys on PS5. So, you, if you're into seeing some of that gameplay and seeing me and Andy play together online, check that out. Um, if not, we will both see you again on Friday for 42 News, which is again at 9 pm. Tomorrow night, you've got Gears of Wednesday to check out. And on Thursday, you've got me playing the Medium right here, all 9 pm. Uh, again, give us a subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that stuff. Give us a like if you like this video and give us a wee comment if there's something we said that was wrong or there's something that you want to add to our conversation. On behalf of myself and Andy, thank you for watching. We'll catch you next time. Bye now. Bye now.